Hey guys, what's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Four Guys What Quarters or 4GQ TV. Um we're known by both names in this atmosphere, so I'll just say it. Anyways, uh we're here with an episode to talk about some E3 stuff and other random stuff that might just come up in conversation. There's a I mean there's been a lot going on. What's up, Hero? It's been a while since we uh got a stream working over there on uh twitch but yeah we're back on twitch now too so anyway you guys know the panel i'm gonna go ahead and uh you know just say their names because it's been a while maybe you forgot hopefully not but midway monster who drinks fanta soda we have mama rocks who is from the uk and has the coolest dollar store there ever we have mav from the xbox ultimate podcast and we have PK Entertainment, which I can never say his opening because it's too energetic for me. The most electrifying man in the land. It goes like that. So, anyway, uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, excited to see you guys. And, I mean, let's go ahead and just start off with some E3 thoughts, E3 predictions. While I let you guys watch my uh, decent gameplay of Pinball FX3, because I like Pinball. So, there we are. Um, Yeah, so first topic, you know, a little bit of thoughts on E3, Xbox E3 in particular, Bethesda. I honestly, you know what, the only thing for me for E3, and Mav and PK and Midway are probably going to be like, oh, come on. All I just want to see is like a one minute trailer a fable even if it's cgi yes that's all, that's all i want to see that. yes that's it that that's all you need that's it that's all i need if i see one minute just one minute of fable i will be running outside screaming yes. and Drop be like it chicken. doesn't even need to be gameplay you're just anything you're just good. like what uh, they gave us last year was like a, about, about what you're talking about so you just want that again but different a little bit different yeah do you know well, last year progress maybe a little bit of progression maybe we see what happens to the frog you know a little bit more <laughs> but you know last year when they did that i actually was recording myself live and i was like <laughs> I, I lost it <laughs> i lost it so excited yes i lost <sighs> it because that you know what it's like the, it's like the perfect british fairy tale with everything that can go wrong that's why right? i love it that's why i love it um you know so well, i'm ready it, to see the sh i'm ready to see the shock on your faces when i tell you i haven't played any of them oh yeah, that's oh you know what i would say go play it right now but honestly they don't age very well as far as like gameplay. so it's like man but oh they were such great games such great games dude um Missed out on some fun times. Great sense of humor, also. Hmm. Yeah, Hero, if it's open world, I'm going to be ecstatic. Like, if they make a decent open world, you know? And Playground Games is pretty good. They they make decent open world for the Forza games. So, I mean, can't complain. I'll be excited. So... Mav, I know that you've probably been going around the E3 circles. Uh, I mean, you've been on a podcast tour lately. 
Um, I don't know if you can hear me, man. I think he'll, he'll be right back. Yeah, I think he wants to do something real quick. So sorry, I did not see that message, but it was like uh, simultaneous. So you're off the it? hook. I'm off the yeah. hook. Okay. Is is there a fan <laughs> that we can show on screen right now? Um. Yes. Actually, I have another. I have another uh, type of drink. You know. You know that but I'm looks not gonna like, show it. It looks like it's placed like one of those movie set drinks that nothing's in it. You're just making sounds. <laughs> I had it. So, oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. Right. It's like face. it's like hey, hey guys. Mm, ah, please answer Cover. my question now. Cover up the label. <laughs> um, so Mav, now that you're back, uh, yeah, I know that you've been. I know that you've been on a podcast tour lately. Like, I mean, I think you're like the most in demand xbox podcaster for e3 talk and you probably you probably heard so much already by now but just hearsay <laughs> a bunch what, of hearsay you what, know, everybody's stuff but i don't know what to make of any of it you know what is your expectations do you think they're going to come out and say hey we bought sega we bought warner brothers games all in one and they're just going to walk off stage and they just that's it you want me to give you like what I actually think is going to happen, or do you want me to give you like what my pipe dreams are? Because I can, uh, I can do both. Because I've been hearing like <laughs> everything from a bunch of people, and it's like I know it can't all be true. Because if it was all true, then basically Xbox would just own gaming, and everything would launch this year, and we would get like thirty new game announcements. So I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, man, I. I think that it's going to be an amazing E3, though. I really do, because, you know, next gen is here. We have an expectation of what we know the consoles are capable of. The devs have had a little bit of time to play with, with the dev kits and to, to work on these games a little bit more. We know that there's a lot of projects that have been in development for, like, three years plus that are kind of on the horizon. You know what I mean? We know that Starfield's going to be there. Uh, they, we've heard that from multiple insiders that are completely legitimate. Uh, we know that Halo is going to be there. This Forza Horizon 5 thing seems like 100% legit that that's going to be there. If you just give me those three games and say, hey, that's a big part of our E3, I'm going to say, heck yeah, that sounds freaking incredible. Now, all the other stuff is what even goes above and beyond that, dude, because we're getting like, Rumors of new new IP, rumors of new AAA game announcements, you know, rumors of potential partnerships with publishers, Game Pass stuff happening day one, like all of this, all of these things. And you add them all up. If this is actually what's happening, then it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty insane. And to be honest with you, a lot of that stuff sounds pretty feasible based on what we've been hearing from multiple people, not just like one or two, right? I don't think they're going to announce, hey, we've acquired another publisher at E3, but I would think that, because I heard somebody else say this, I can't remember who, but they're going to make a heavy emphasis on Xbox and Bethesda, right? So this is going to be solidifying the fact that Bethesda is part of Xbox. And if they did announce another acquisition of any kind, I would think it would be like a smaller studio and potentially put them under the Bethesda umbrella with an Xbox, right? Because then they can kind of handle things with that, right? So 
who knows exactly what's going to happen with that, but I, they're going to cement the fact to people that are still confused, that still don't understand that Bethesda and the whole Zenimax uh, suite of development studios and everything, they're all making games exclusively for Xbox now. And that's going to be a key part of the conference. And it's also going to talk about Halo and Forza and more. So, dude, I'm pumped. I hope we get the Fable thing, man. Uh, I, ho- I hope we do. Um, but I, I don't know. They got so much other stuff that I think it's a long shot. So you you really think that we're going to be doubling down on exclusive content for the Game Pass yeah. program and, and all that kind That's of stuff? With all that for them, dude. Because for Xbox, they're like all in on Game Pass. That They're rest... They've put their hopes and dreams into the future of Game Pass, right? Like the business of Xbox is Game Pass and third-party partnerships bringing games into Game Pass day one. It almost is as powerful as having an exclusive on your platform because the exclusive thing is the value, right? There's no value like that anywhere else, right? So if you can get these third-party publisher deals into Game Pass where you're getting some other heavy hitters day one, you're talking about okay on this platform you get it for this much but on this platform you got to pay this much that's that's a win for xbox and they don't have to uh, necessarily have the game as a pure exclusive so it doesn't cost them as much to get something like that done as it would a pure exclusivity deal so um there's a lot of interesting things and the publishers also are seeing benefits of that too because they get more in like microtransactions and they get more with the monetization of the game over time they get a lot of influx of players checking out the game uh, more likely that a sequel could potentially be made. There's like a lot of other factors of the publishers like like this too, man. So it's just like a win-win for right now for a lot of people in Game Pass. So it's they're they're going all in on this thing. It's going to be like last year, like everything they're going to show is probably going to be Game Pass day one, um, including potentially any third-party uh, people that they have at the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you don't spend what seven point five billion to put your games on other platforms. Wasn't that yeah, the same? That, yeah, they could have gotten that way cheaper just by making Game Pass deals yeah, or I mean, paying, that... for, paying for exclusivity. They could have gotten way cheaper, you know. But no, they they went all in and just purchased the whole shebang. Reason for that. It's true. Uh, PK. Yo, I just want to say first, I didn't get to say PK has came back <laughs> home to 4GQ TV. Welcome back. I'm back again. I'm ready, ready to electrify your world. Thank you guys for welcoming me back. I didn't get to say my intro, but it's all good. I'm going to tell you like it is. Uh, June, I said it in my video, June feels more like Christmas than December. Let me tell you, all kinds of stuff is dropping. And we're not just talking about Xbox. I mean, we, we there's a rumor, there's a new site, uh, 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 Sam Fisher game. I mean, come on, let's be real. Ubisoft got some big announcements coming down this pipe. Let's just let's just see if they're going to put their money where their mouth is. Let's just do it. Nintendo, oddly enough, we already know they have a Pokemon game. The remake of Diamond and Pearl coming out in November. But what's really weird is two months later, they have... Legends of Arceus releasing in January. That's so strange to release a Pokemon game two months after another release. It's usually one year after. What's up with that? Are they saying that the Legend of Arceus is a real release and the 
Other one is just, you know, maybe just a remake to hold us over. And they got something else they ain't announced, man. They got some some stuff coming down the pipe. And yes, uh, you know, obviously we all excited for all the games and, and things coming down. But I just want to keep in mind that there's a lot of stuff dropping this month. If you, It's a good time to be a gamer. Usually when it's summertime, we usually be kind of dry. But it seems like this month, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. Maybe not on your radar, but trust me when I tell you, a lot of stuff. For instance, you know, you got the, the, the PSO launching on the knife. You got the Final Fantasy update at the end of the month. You got all kinds of stuff coming. So I think E3 is just uh, this year, as much as people try to downplay it, this is super exciting for everybody. Um, not just for the announcements, but for all the prevalent games, they're going to definitely give us a shot and show us when the time drops. I am ready to, I, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to do a reaction video just so I can see my face or how I look when I see all this stuff happen. That's what I want to do. I think that's going to be dope. I think I'm going to be so excited to be surprised. Mav said 30 plus games, brand new games ain't going to happen. I doubt that. I think 30 plus new games are definitely going to be shown and they definitely going to break records that they did last time. I think that is the whole point. They try, they already set the bar and they're going to keep breaking it for as for as Xbox. So I think that's going to be awesome. Um, everybody else definitely got something to show. So I, I think it's going to be excellent. I'm not going to I ain't going to speak too much about, you know, the typical, you know, has been, you know, you got Activision slash, you know, uh, EA and all that. But I'm, I'm talking about the people you just don't see show up. You just don't see had much to say. And they're they're literally keeping their the mouths closed, ready to uh surprise us and drop some bombs on us. So I mean, I just never seen Nintendo this hype for E3. So I'm like, really, they don't they only do that little treehouse thing, and that's about it. But apparently they got more to show, which is cool. I hope so. Hoping for a new Metroid. Been late waiting for Metroid for forever. I hope I get to play it before I die. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> And that's all I'm saying is, you know, I think it's a good time, June. You know, you know, clowns know I'm excited for a lot of stuff dropping, not just games, but in general content um, uh, period uh, is is coming out this month. And I think we we're going to have so much to keep us busy. We ain't going to know what to do. I mean, that's that's a lot of uh, expectations. I mean, PK, you're putting a lot of pressure right now on uh right now on xbox with the 30 plus games that you want to see i hope it happens because i mean that's exciting they did 22 last time i mean what's 30 come on they could do it I mean, they, got, they, they have a brand new a whole publisher plus the technology that they bought it for they wanted the patents that's why they went for the whole shebang not because of the ips i mean that's just cherry on top but you get what I'm saying. They want they 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 got some uh, they got some big guns up under their belt. They knew this going in. They knew this for the last two years. They've been negotiating this this whole acquisition. What the timetable looked like. Yeah, I mean, I I hope so. I mean, they do have a lot of studios. They do have a lot of unannounced projects. There's been, I mean, they, those studios probably have been working on games even before the Xbox and Bethesda, you know, the full acquisition. So. I mean, there there is potential for a lot of that stuff that you said. I mean, I really hope so. I really hope that we get like a really good showcase. But I need to 
I need to temper my expectations because every time I hype myself up too much with Xbox, it's like they don't they don't always deliver. Sometimes they overhype and underdeliver, and then there's times where they, you know, underhype and overdeliver. So it's really hard to predict. Um, but determined hero in the chat says dirty games exclamation point question marks with the eyes emoji. So I mean uh, so, uh, I got a question for you though, real quick, right? So you say temper your expectations, right? Yep. Were you happy with the show they had last year at E3? I personally was myself, right? I was extremely happy. But so that's that's my, my that's my point with this because you know like they, there was a lot of good things that came out of that but some people some people are kind of like hey you know that wasn't a good showing last year like like PK said we had like 22 games there and there was like several new game announcements right uh, they showed stuff that's in development for the next gen exclusively and all this kind of stuff right so like if they duplicated what they did last year would that be a good show you know. For you, uh, just for they got Fable last year, you know, like so. Okay, so on that, uh, it's got to progress. So like you know, they gave us a little you know frog eating a fairy, but now they got to get us uh, <laughs> into 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 some snippet of the game. You know, they got to uh, definitely expand on that on that thing because obviously that was not, that was definitely not a playable moment in the game, right? So. But, but and I'm not saying like an engine or something like that. Yeah, like, it was just like a little tease because people yeah. have been speculating. Well, great, we got the tease. Ages, now but... I need, now I need, now I need the payoff. Yeah, I need, more I need the finish. All right, <laughs> like 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 James Franco in the interview. All right, we got to have the big finish, right? So, and you got to watch that by the way. Really fun, really funny movie. Um, but everything's got to progress. Okay, it can't be another. Um, if it's a game that was shown last year as a tease a title anything like that it's got to progress to become something that is more um i guess you could say like feasible and fathomable where it looks playable like there's got to be something you know you had another year maybe even year and a half depending on how long it took to get that to get that little snippet done i mean you had enough time to put show something that is progressing and showing that you guys are getting a, a bulk of a bulk of the game done. I don't expect it to be like, you know, uh, frog eating fairy part two and uh, a, a day, a day, uh, uh, a release date, you know, I don't expect that, but I expect something to be progressing. So, I mean, it's, 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 a. Uh, I mean, how how many? Uh, I felt like I'm gonna. I should rewatch that E3 because to me, because of all the uh, the the awesome announcement, the big announcements, I almost felt like I didn't realize any of those games came out. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't feel like that. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff got pushed back. Let's be honest. Uh, my, the Tales game I'm excited for is dropping this year. It's supposed to be last year. Christ Tales, an indie game I was excited for, supposed to come out last year, dropping this year. So it 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 is it it a lot of stuff did get pushed back. We had a pandemic, stuff happened. I get it, and, and I just and I'm sorry cutting you off there, buddy, because I I'm I'm gonna let you You're hand fine. over the I'm gonna give the mic back over to you. But I just want to be clear. 
I don't necessarily have expectations, but I'm just generally excited for this month. Like, like a kid be excited, can't wait for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Seeing those presents and want to know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at. I don't really have an expectation. It just looked like it's going to be something nice. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, look at my, look at my lips waiting for the fried chicken. I, I, I need some of that. You know what I mean? Well, and to, to go on that, I almost feel like also that this is probably one of the more tight-lipped uh, uh, going into E3. Like, we really haven't heard much. You know, just really, it feels more like expectations than than actual uh, than actual hearing. Oh, remember, remember how many leaks we had like the last couple of years of games coming out? It it, it right, took the excitement remote. <laughs> right, it, <laughs> it took the excitement out of out of E3, which which is probably another thing that kind of hurt because we were expecting this, and because of the leak, and maybe it wasn't up to our expectation. Just like. Everyone's talking about Starfield. Well, they haven't even had a release date yet, and everyone expects it to be out tomorrow. You know, so I mean, it's 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 an exciting time, and I'm really excited for what hasn't been because I want to I want to hear two, maybe three things, three games, three concepts, three frogs eating fairy showings. Yes, of- yes, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Of, of, some, of something that we haven't heard about. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm also looking forward to a wonderfully paced, you know, nice, smooth, no ID Xbox when things feel hyped and up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's got to be in the beginning. That can't be in the middle end where, you know, I feel like it's always at. Like, it just kind of, it kind of ruins the flow. Uh, you know, I want, and then you got to, you know, get the, get the big, uh, the big finisher at the end, which I think is going to be um, Starfield. I think Starfield will be the finisher, and Halo is going to be the starter. Hey, well, hey any, let me ask a quick question. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Ninja Turtle uh, arcade game? It's still that coming. was fire. <laughs> it's still oh coming. It's coming, it's coming soon, but it's disappointing because they still haven't mentioned anything about online. Yo, yeah, it's yes. like. They showed us a trailer like a nine years ago, it feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing. That, that's because you're just so hyped up for PK. <laughs> I mean, I can't yeah, blame you. I, yeah, I at the indie showcase thing they had not that long ago, it, it was it was there at, at that at that time. Uh, the four hours show or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> it was there and they, it's coming. It's not actually it's not too far away, uh, but they Man, there's like no online mentioned about that game. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's all quiet. Everybody just, you know what I mean? They just turn off their mic and, you know. In a way, I kind of like that because I, I really hope it then leads to something that's going to give you a big boom during E3. So. Um, so I just want to say this. I know that, you know, people are tired of hearing about negative stuff about the E3 show coming up and I can't blame you. I mean, like we're gamers. We want to be excited for something and that's everyone's right. Right. I just, when I say temporary expectations, I'm kind of like thinking like what Indy said in the chat, don't go in there expecting something in particular, just enjoy the show for what it is and see what comes out to you and see what's, you know, kind of speaks to you as a gamer, because I'm sure there's going to be something for everybody in this. Right. And it's just that we just don't want to build our own hype up. Like 
I I'm not, I'm excited for Fable, right? So for example, I'll be excited even with a one minute clip of like an extra scene for me, <laughs> with right? An extra frog. Yeah, an extra frog. I'll be excited. <laughs> fairy, not but, fairy. But there's some Fable fans out there that might be like, oh well, if they don't show gameplay, that's it. I'm gonna be angry. No, don't be angry. Just be happy that you're seeing a little bit more. Just be excited for that. So. I am um the things that I'm excited for uh, that I think that Xbox is going to present. I think they're going to talk more about Game Pass. I think they're going to talk more about XCloud. I think they're going to talk more about maybe their plans for remote play, the expansions of their services. I think that's going to be in there somewhere. I don't know where if it's going to be the beginning or the end, or maybe some leaks the day after E3, like in some magazines. But I'm thing? expecting to see a boost. To the game pass service because that i think that you know that is what xbox is thinking is the future and we're seeing we're, we are seeing a lot of services move towards that so going back to what mav was saying and pk was saying with all these other games being exclusive you know possibility of being exclusive 30 games possibly i mean it makes sense for xbox to put that into game pass and i do think you know there will be some indie titles with id at xbox that might be day and date into Game Pass and might have exclusivity deals that might be like, you know, not a long exclusivity deal, but maybe a few months, maybe a month, whatever it is, you'll get to play it first in Game Pass versus on another console or service. And I'm I am hyped for this, man. Like I'm really hyped to see Game Pass. I'm hyped to see XCloud and Fable. Those three things right there alone. I may have to go get a tattoo of the Game Pass logo if this happens. <laughs> so, you know, Phil, Paris, whoever might be watching this, if you guys are watching this, you do something really cool with uh, Game Pass. I might get, I might get that tattoo logo. I guess, I guess the, I guess the question would be, where would that arrow be? I was about to say, yeah. Where what? Where what would be? The the, the Game Pass, <laughs> the Game Pass. Where's that arrow? Where's that arrow pointing at? Um, I, you know, I would get it where most people get it, you know, uh, in Florida, uh, you know, like the midline, the back <laughs> section. So. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. You you mean you mean to your wonderful heart, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. Okay. For, sure. for the kids. For the kids. Yo, so so PG. <laughs> let me let me just ask a quick question, and I, and I know we still kind of talking about. Uh, E3. So there's a rumor the Guardian is a Galaxy game uh, similar to the Avengers by Square. I mean, do you really got, do you guys really feel like right now Square can deliver on Guardians of the Galaxy? I, if it's similar to freaking the Avengers game, then no. Yeah. Yeah, like, if, I mean, at that point, just put Guardians of the Galaxy in the Avengers game. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I that, that's what they would have done. Help that game a little bit. You know, like they, I don't know. They so they had they're really big on games of service stuff right now. They had like Outriders and Avengers. If they do another one, you know, like coming up. Well, I mean, it's they, E3. They gotta I hit mean, the likenesses. Too. Ubisoft I mean, I said that's that one that's, of the things that. Sorry for sorry for talking over everybody. No, go ahead, Minnie. Oh, I was just gonna go. say, you know, one of one of the one of the things that was. That kind of turned me off was um and this may be shallow and superficial but i mean it you can make them look as much like the actors as much as you can but if they're not 
that's what a lot of these a lot of these fans of the Avengers for the last fit what 2008 so 13 years like they fell in love with these actors playing these characters so like when you see someone that doesn't look like who you've been watching and following it tends to kind of leave me especially me it left a left kind of a, a sour taste when you know I mean Hulk is Hulk so I was fine with that because I'm a Hulk guy but when you see like uh Captain America look look like that compared to compared to what uh Chris Evans looks like I think it kind of does leave uh leave leave some type of disdain with the fan base and I would just what? say uh Dragon Dragon uh, Dragonheart Yobi brought up a good point to what you're saying what if um they took the idea of the Guardians of the Galaxy and just threw it into the Avengers like an expansion. Oh, that might hurt. I mean, it'll be people. playable. I mean, oh, uh, I mean, okay, look, I Instead like of a raccoon. It's a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Marvel Avengers, right? But like, I can see the points of why a lot of people did not like it. Uh, the characters didn't really look like the comic book characters, nor actors it was more like uh chris uh square enix crystal dynamics whatever you want to say like more like their impersonation of what the character art style yeah Mm -hmm. and that was just a mistake they didn't want to pay for it well yeah i i say from my point of view i mean it's not like you're looking at them in the face all the time you kind of over the shoulder behind them i think uh part of the problem was the lack of content and technical issues that plagued the game a lot, um, mainly the lack of content, right? Because some people still play through it, and it's just you know you're fighting the same robots over and over, and the same three bad guys that they have in rotation, right? So uh, I think that's more or less the biggest thing. But I, I when listen to Yobi though, it kind of made me think like if they added a whole new set of characters, it might add a whole new set of universe or you know enemy types enemies etc um on his head might bring I mean, some it could back. i just think it was also released at a bad time too i mean it was right what was that august was it august september when it, was it was right next to my september birthday. and yeah and it had three what three uh two and a half three months until the next gen consoles came out i don't I mean, know why just, they didn't just wait until the next gen consoles came out and should have content into it and yeah. then it made it a next gen launch game and had with the launch of next gen consoles being so weak like you could have hyped that up as being a next gen game like it just made I, it makes sense yeah i i i 100 agree with that i mean that was my initial impression after playing the demo i was like you know i don't feel like this game is ready for a, a production release i if this was on 360 maybe but we're talking about going into the next gen. I, I think you guys need to push this back. That's, that's generally how I felt. Um, and I, I mean, I got the, you know, the game and everything, but, you know, again, fighting through technical issues and and lack of content, you know, you, you feel like you're just doing the same thing. As many as those missions are, it's pretty much the same thing over and over. And the, and the um, mission structure is horrible. Like, yeah, trying to figure out, like, what you're supposed to do with the campaign, like the, the, the way they designed that is just like really bad. And then also like if you're playing the story, which was the best part of the game, right? The actual story was great. Okay. Cause they had an actually heartwarming story in there that had good, good, uh, it had, it had good moments. Right. And then you interrupt it all of a sudden with like, okay, now you're in this hub 
and you got to figure out what to do. And uh, they kind of guide you through that, but it also just breaks up that story that you were really enjoying, that cinematic experience that you got. So now it's like you're playing Destiny uh, after in game, right? Without any story, it's just kind of like weird how they just like threw that in the middle and like it just like all of a sudden this is this kind of game now, right? And if they would have kept it like okay, play through a story and then have the in game stuff for afterwards. I think that could have been better. The other thing is the freaking like skill system is broken. Like you don't feel like you actually get better as you level up. There's like no, there's hardly any difference. Depends on it. Some characters are broken, but some characters are pretty weak. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like if I pick if you up play game, Black Widow, she right, she has a broken system. But if you play Cap, you kind of feel like. Eh. Well, my, yeah. what I'm, if you like are a level four and you like and the, or the, somebody that's like 50 right the character pretty much feels the same it, the only difference is the hit numbers right and like well, there's not a lot of difference with like what you're working for and towards and it, also the loot that you pick up doesn't reflect on the character themselves you have to go buy cosmetic stuff separately like it's just like there's a lot of like poor things that they just made bad decisions on with when they're trying to de- decide how to implement. Yeah, I mean, I got you. And just kind of reel it back in. Um, I, I get the sense no one wants to see uh, a, a new Marvel game from Square right now. So, <laughs> I mean, they so, got to redeem themselves. So, um, I will mention one thing. I, I think that the reason why. Nintendo's acting uh, kind of weird is because they're going to announce their new console here. And, um, well, not really new, upgraded version of their console. It's not a new console. But but I, I guess I didn't hear from Mama. I, I guess I wanted to hear what you, what you think here. Your thoughts Avengers. on this. Yeah. I don't think they should do a separate Guardians game. I think that they should like implement the characters into the Avengers game they already have. I haven't played it, so... Gotcha. Going off of what I've heard, but I think they should just put the characters into that. You know, point in a whole new game. But. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I mentioned. You know, Dr- uh, Yobi brought it up, so I thought it would be good to talk. Um, me personally, like I said, I, I I still got the game installed. I'll go back to it, but I'm waiting on Black Panther. That's all I care about. If Black Panther come, I am exclusively not letting nobody play it but me. <laughs> okay. That's that's what I've been waiting on. So then I'll go finish the game in 1000, 1000 game. But honestly, Did Spider-Man like, ever come out for PlayStation? No, but they, they're sitting in a situation where they can't really release that content knowing which shape their game is in. Because right now, if they release that, then they're basically alienating and disenfranchising two thirds of their population, which they barely have. So think about division on top of division on top of division. So I think the best approach, since they the ones decided to go this route, would be to release Spider-Man alongside a different DLC so that everybody's getting something because PC and Xbox won't get Spider-Man. So if you just release Spider-Man, then you, you might as well kiss your game goodbye 
because even the PlayStation guys doesn't mean it's going to stick around, especially if it's not great, <laughs> especially if it's not good. So, you know, you, you, um, at the, at my, that's my thought though. I have no idea how they're going to do their little roadmap. Um, they did show us Black Panther doing a square event. Doesn't mean that he'll be next. I hope so. That would make more sense. Uh, rest in peace, Chad Bozeman. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, who knows? I would, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. I know we was talking about E3. Um, and you know, clowns, go ahead and take it over, man. I know you've been been no, quiet, I, man. I wanted to say something to uh Shizno because he said something in the chat. He said, uh, I want to go back to it real quick if I could find it. Um he said that, you know, basically it's, you know, Crystal Dynamics version. There's tons of versions of comic characters for years, but suddenly it's a problem in a game. And I kind of agree with him, right? Because, I mean, like, there's so many different interpretations of comic characters throughout the years by different artists. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, this game had some backlash from a lot of fans out there that said, hey, we don't like the way the faces look in this game. And that's a problem. But why should it be really, really be a problem if the story is good and the mechanics are good? Because the faces and the characters change over time anyway. Sure, they might have the same colors on their suits, but their dynamics change a lot over time. Look, like uh, the drastic change that Todd McFarlane did for Spider-Man. I mean, that's just one example, right? And it happens all the time. It happens with the characters, with Superman. With Batman, there's so many different versions. So all of a sudden, but why? I have a rebuttal for this clown. Uh oh, but I'm just well... saying though, right? Like, why? Why should yeah. Marvel fans be upset? And it 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 is exactly. true though. She's no in the Marvel Cinematic Facebook group um, that I'm a part of that has like over 500,000 members. There are people in there that do not like the way the characters look, and that they don't like the art style. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal for them. It's like a huge well, I mean, deal. I, I, I got to be honest, and I'll, I'll let uh, Mav go here. I know you wanted to jump in. I just want to say this. I am guilty of not wanting to play a game if I don't like how the characters look. I'm going to be honest with you. And it's not having nothing to do with Marvel. Just in general, if I don't like the look of a character, if I got to sit here and look at it while I play the game and I'm disgusted, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm just being real. But so I think it's just the type of gamer they are. Maybe they have a passion of ideology of how they want to play the character and how they want to simulate them playing it. And it, it just don't match up. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm just saying so there are some people out there like me who, who does. Maybe maybe we're just too bougie. I don't know. Go ahead. For for me, this is where it's like, I, I understand there's, okay, lots of different versions of all those characters, right? And that, that makes sense. But these characters come across as they are modeled in the whole entire game is actually almost like modeled and themed after the MCU. Right? Like with a lot of what's going on there. Okay? Like you talk about like a lot of the art style and the, the costumes. They're all like really, 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 really close to the MCU. So it's like it feels like you're playing an MCU game. But then you see their face and it's like the stunt doubles, right? Or it's like their cousin, you know, it's like, it's like, who's this guy? Like, this is not Captain America. Now, if they went with a completely different art style and, and stuff, then they could do more with that. But they made it for that realistic look and everything down to the 
costume designs and everything like that is modeled really similarly to the MCU characters. So it's just too close to be different, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I just think they were just being cheap. Like, you know, you would have to pay <laughs> some coin to get the, the likeness rights to all those characters. I don't know about that. I think it's just whoever did the art style. This is just his art style. I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, look, but look, at what, many... look what Spider-Man did. Look what they did with Spider-Man. I mean, they made him look more like Tom Holland. Right. But I'm saying, like, look at how many different iterations we have of Ninja Turtles. Right. Look how many. I don't, art I don't like any of them. I only, I only like the I only like the OGs. But, but what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying is. Same. But what I'm saying is you have all these inter- in interpretations of different art styles. So it's it's not that they were being cheap. They just got somebody else to do the art style. And, you know, I understand if you don't like it, it, it is what it is. But I'm just saying I don't think necessarily it was cheap. It's more like they hired a, you know, whoever the artist is. I mean, I think we need to look up who the freaking artist was. But um, for sure, his art style, this is this is what he could do or whatever he was hired to do. And, and I get it that they might not be the prettiest thing to look at. I mean, I'd say, I'll give you a good example. Look at MK10 and then look at MK11. MK11 is light years. The character models are light years above nine and 10. Light years. Katana looks like a woman. <laughs> so it's, it's you know but we love playing the games regardless of and i'm saying is it was acceptable for us to play nine and ten even though the character models wasn't the best so it's it i guess it's more like what are you accepting on what you think looks right for you to play the game or play that character you get what i'm saying preference yeah Momo, do you have any thoughts? Um, I'm I'm a stickler. I like I, I like if it comes to a show and that I like the original characters. I think it bugged me a little bit too. I know when I saw the original, the original art for the characters that they were going to do for the Marvel game, I was like, but that wasn't why I didn't play it. I just haven't, I just didn't buy it, but. You know, they they improved them in the end, didn't they? Slightly, right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. to, well, I mean, it, it, it went into costume. production. It went into production, uh, so it, it did get a green light somewhere. <laughs> I don't know though. I had fun with the game. I had fun with the sing, yeah. you know, the single player. I had fun in the multiplayer for a while, and if they. You know, if they do decide to throw Guardians of the Galaxy in there as extended DLC, if they make it long enough, I'll be happy with it because I I really think they had a really strong single player with that game and they really made Ms. Marvel shine, like, very much. I'm so fascinated by the Ms. Marvel story now, you know, and I loved how MODOK was like... <laughs> insane in that you know and then now the tv show comes out which was which is great if you haven't seen it go watch it but yeah that's how i feel and they got that movie coming out right uh we got yeah. Loki was captain marvel ms marvel yeah 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 they they show pictures of her in her costume mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, they did a great job with the casting from what we can see so far. It's like uh, outfit too, like the costume design and everything with the with that looks great. Um, the like you were saying though, class, there's already a lot of good things. Like for me, the opening of that game is one of the best moments I've had in a game. Like especially like a superhero game. Period. Like the opening sequence going into like the. Uh, Avengers Tower and like all the uh, like stuff around there. You're walking around as like a fan, you know, as as, as Kamala, right? It was just um, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed that. My daughter was watching. She had to yank the controller out of my hands, you know. Um, <laughs> I just I just hate what that game turned into because there was a lot of heart with what they started with. So that's where that's where I'm coming with that. Yeah, I can see that. That's a fair assessment, you know. And and you did play the game. It's not like Mab didn't play the game. So people in the chat don't get that impression. Mab I, put a I lot of time it, into this game. I played the DLC, I, uh, the fir, uh, first one, and then I also played lots of the multiplayer with several people. I'm thinking I, I'm not like super high level, I'm like level thirty roughly. Played so much of that game, I got three max characters, and I didn't even play the DLC. And I'm telling you, I I agree with Mav's impressions, um, though I do I generally feel like it's just lack of content is really what's turning people off. If they just had a plethora of things to do instead of selling a bunch of stuff and throwing a whole bunch of cosmetics down people through, I think people would be a lot happier. Yeah. Makes but, sense. But yeah, that's even though we got a little bit off, I I, I think we we beat it up. Like, yeah, like, no, I agree. So besides the E three talk and the uh, you know the Marvel talk, um, anybody else got any closing things they want to say on these topics? E three is awesome. Yes, and I really want to see Dragon Age, but I probably will have to wait until the EA event. And you know, when is the event again? That's the thirty. Is that the? When is that? I I think they announced. I think it's the end. It's either the end of June or July. But I know I've got to wait longer, unless I do show something. Mama, if they it. disappoint us like they did at the Game Awards with promoting the fact that they're gonna Dragon Age is gonna be there, and they give us something like they gave us uh, at the last time, mm-hmm. I um, am gonna be very disappointed. I know, right? But I I'm feel just, like we've been waiting so long. It's been years. Yeah, it's not as just long as I've been something. waiting for another Splinter Cell. Like they haven't, we haven't <laughs> even got a trailer yet. Yeah, no trailer. So this last year, I don't know. Hopefully, a Mass Effect, uh, more of a teaser on that one. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about the new one. So the next thing I was gonna go ahead and and bring up, I'm gonna let PK have the floor in this. He talked to us a little bit about before the show, and a lot of us uh, probably did not pay attention to the AMD keynotes. But PK is really into. The DLSS, uh, all that stuff coming out, and some of the hype for this, and how it's going to benefit. I think this is also going to benefit older graphics cards. Unless I'm getting the topics confused, PK. But go ahead and um, you know explain what you uh, explain to us. Yeah, so um, 
I just want to say, you know, I know Monday was a holiday for us here in the U.S., so we probably didn't pay attention to much, to be honest, okay? Uh, but they did have their keynote, and, uh, you know, I'm just saying Lisa Sue, you know, she always got this, her wizard hat on, and she's doing a lot of magic over there, AMD just showing out, and uh, she she uh, she called her, her mans up, and he dropped a bomb on us. He said, you know, super resolution. You know, the uh, Fidelity FX, the same package that was released for Xbox, you know, the framework was released for Xbox, I think it was last month. And on the 22nd of June, they're going to release super resolution. What's awesome about it is um, it promises, they, sh they showed a, like a demo of like doing Godfall, right? Uh, showing it running 4K where ray tracing was running like 40, 47 FPS. Well, with the super resolution turned on, they have four modes. So you could do super graphics, which got it up to 74 frames per second, or you could do full performance. It took it up to 150 frames per second. The reason why this is awesome is similar to the DLSS uh, technology that NVIDIA offers, but the difference is, unlike NVIDIA, this one will be is created on the OpenGL or open GPU source code. So it's open source. That means it can be applied to any GPU. That means, yes, it will be available for the Xbox, these series consoles, the PlayStation, and even possibly the Switch. The reason why this is awesome is because it can be applied to anything, including your mobile phone. It's insane. It's kind of like the idea back in the day, who's going to get HD DVDs or Blu-ray, right? Which one's going to be the dominant? It's going to be the one that's more accessible, I would think, right? So it's coming out to that situation. We're going to have DLSS. Is it, will it be as superior? We don't know. We have no way to tell it, but it will be good enough to where our current consoles that you guys are excited and love to play and think they're awesome the way they are, are going to be 10 times awesome with this new tech. And what's best about it, it is free and open source. It won't cost the devs nothing to turn it on. And especially the guys who already have the framework from the Xbox side, they already have the base. All they need is to download the API and, and whatever else techniques they need to do, they can literally turn it on. So the only thing that would be holding it back at this point is devs, saying i need to do this pk you have a question in the chat already from graphic guy i don't know if you want to yes. read it he said he, what about canadians no no <laughs> he says will it help my primary console it will help i will i can say for a fact that at the very minimum the series consoles will the Ouya? yeah so uh, during the, the keynote, and it's pretty short when they did the snippet, but if you watch the whole thing, you get the whole idea. It's promising up to 59% performance boost. 59%. So whatever, if you think about it, you only have to do the math. Just think about it. where you at, 59% better. Where you at, 59% better. And think Sounds about that. Graphic That's a lot. So, so yeah. He Sorry to interrupt, Graphic God's laughing because he made a joke saying his Ouya. 
You remember that old system with the Android yes. interface that people mm -hmm. used to play ROMs with? Yes. And you know what? That's funny because it is backwards compatible. It goes all the way back to, let's say if you got an RX 500 series, it works on that. Just give me a, give me an example. So, so that's dope. So, and just, just a question. Um, yeah, go ahead. So is, is this, would this leave more customization up to the player for like Xbox or PlayStation? Would they be able to go to the options and kind of give like what kind of uh yeah boost they want to their game yes um and and sometimes may not even have to uh toggle nothing on and off in some instances um the the only thing we have to wait on is for games then they promise there's always already 10 studios who have their tech in their hand 10 and i guess we're gonna find out more at e3 but i'm just giving you guys a heads up 10 studios already and i'm not i'm saying publishers is what i mean not small teams but publishers so that means that they already are going are ready to start implementing this technique and get it popping so i'm just saying even if you have a series s you ain't losing out homie because is series s is about to get strong even stronger than what it is for a little b system just think about <laughs> that i'm just saying and yes, the, the PlayStation will be able to take advantage of that as well. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh, ah, you know, there's you, I thought you said it didn't have RDNA too. Wait a minute, hold on, because no one says it didn't have pieces, but it doesn't have the full feature set because two of the feature set belong to Microsoft, and that's the direct storage and DirectX 11 or DirectX 12 Ultimate. Two things that PlayStation doesn't use. So it has components but it doesn't have it all. But this tech is not exclusive to RDNA 2. It's not. It's open source and it's backwards compatible. So it can work on older stuff. So it doesn't matter. We're all going to be in for a treat. Our games are going to play, play better. Only thing we worried about is buying better TVs to support all this stuff. Let's just get it. <laughs> so if I have Spend a 720p TV, it's not going to benefit? Come on, Clowns. How are you doing this to me? Is it 120 frames? Can it do, if it could do 120 frames, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's stuck at uh, was it 59.97 frames per second? If 59.4 is the uh, North American standard, yes. All right. So, yeah. So yeah. Maybe it's a. <laughs> so, so could this work on the like the one X or the one S? so uh they have the same architecture it is a possibility though i'm not i can't answer that because they are the way to the ps4 and the xbox one architecture was created i'm not sure if they had this in mind since this uh since I, I, I can't yeah, yeah I, I can't say only thing we could do is wait and see once it drops on the 22nd, we'll have more understanding what in real life scenarios, what does that look like for us? I mean, they give us a video on Godfall, but, you know, technically we know that Microsoft and AMD are partners, which is a little different than Sony's relationship with AMD. So they partner up to help create the architecture in the series consoles. So they know it inside and out, right? So with that being said, it will be a lot easier to implement on 
and get the full benefits from those consoles versus, you know, the PlayStation or the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, right? So I, I just don't know. I can't say, I think, I think the intention is to kind of move away from those older gen anyway. So I'm not sure. I think it's going to be intentional not to support them, even if they could, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you can't sell new product if you still got the, you know, it's, it's like the yeah, old yeah, videos. It's, it's, <laughs> if people don't have to, they won't. Right. So they got they got to have some kind of initiative to move forward, if you get what I mean. I don't know if anybody else got some. I don't know if that sounds exciting to you guys. I think it's dope. I think we, we got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. As long as it makes Fable look better, it's all that matters, man. Yeah. As as better, yeah, if, as long as you get something better out of your game, uh, I'll yes. see what the problem is. Yes. Possibly older games, too. Possibly older yeah, games, too. All this, I mean, there's so that's, much that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. Crazy. That's an interesting question, because would uh, Xbox have to do FPS boost anymore? No, they. The, so the FPS boost is done by the hardware uh it's done by the api the DirectX or uh api in the hardware so it's basically facilitating uh basically tricking the game thinking it's moving at a certain frame rate but it's actually boosting it what what you should be asking is if this super resolution could increase the graphic fidelity of the older games so they can like tag team it yeah yes yes okay Okay. Yeah. So if you think of it that way, it's probably possible to make the games look even better, kind of like how we do it on PC, how you can enable, you know, medium to high to ultra settings kind of thing. So if you can add all those graphic fidelity, you actually make probably make your game look even better along with the boost. And in and, and what's what's cool about this whole technical bull crap I just gave you guys. <laughs> All the heavy lifting is already done. It won't cost the devs anything. <laughs> yeah, so that, the, so yeah. Yeah, so it's like a no-brainer. Let's just get it. So, you know, that leads me to a question though, PK. Because with, with the FPS boost, right? Uh yeah. a lot of a lot of companies um have that issue where they'd rather approve it. And like, especially with Wreckfest, we've seen that issue, right? Where Wreckfest didn't want to approve it uh, because they wanted to be able to sell a different edition of Wreckfest. So are we going to see that kind of problem with some games? Are developers still going to hold back and see, that's, try, try that's, to sell you a different version? So I can see that if they don't implement the super resolution technique, right? but the 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 boost is being done naturally through the system so it's it's i mean unless there's some sort of legal jargon i have no idea about there's nothing they can do about that that's just being done on the back end through the hardware and the api it's not they don't have no involvement of the boost that's strictly microsoft doing its magic as far as the super resolution though i can see that since you brought that up um as a potential sell for like remasters and etc because if this is doing what it's promising to do it would be no point in doing remasters 
if you get what I'm saying. Like, so they, so I mean, I, I I'm not trying to throw the rumor mill or predict anything, but essentially, if a publisher just wanted to be money hungry, they could uh, try to block this access and then sell us a remaster that allows this access, and they won't even have to do any work because the remaster just allows the access. It's- it's Resolution. totally possible. It's totally possible. It's and it's not really blocking. They just won't use it, right? They'll just they'll. Uh, it, it could be possible, and, and maybe I, I'm making it up. Don't believe me. Don't believe me that they might intentionally uh, make the game run kind of medium on medium, and then sell you an ultra version later. <laughs> later, if that's even the thing. But you know. That's if, if that's what it sounds like to me, it's it's possible that is it ethical? No. <laughs> but who knows? Money is dip it, it talks different when you when you I mean, look at it. look how look uh, Last of Us Remaster remasters coming out, right? So I mean <laughs> never know. But is this gonna cause okay now 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 let's talk about the PS5, right? Yeah. Is this gonna cause the PS5 to run hotter and possibly overheat? Because it already has issues. What's with uh, things like this? It's kind of hard to say because right now the PlayStation hasn't found a safe way to enable extended storage without actually running hot, right? So I think what what's going to happen is they. It depends on the dev, right? When it, obviously the game's got to pass certification, so if they enable this feature or have it available to be enabled, but it actually starts killing the systems you know during the testing they probably won't have it in there right it just depends um some games don't run that hard so it'd be okay and some games do and you just gotta you know you, you gotta play it by ear at that point um right now the current design be we all know, right? when this yeah, is yeah. Available on the ps5 because they have they haven't announced that yet they just said it's coming but they don't know right. when right and and that's kind of what i'm saying is like um they there's a lot of complex things going on here so we know they're going to do a reversion of the playstation 5 and do a six nanometer chip to not only reduce the cooling but also boost performance right so more than likely it's not going to look like it does now because it's it's not designed not even a modern any modern device is not designed in a way where it doesn't have heat vents. That makes no sense. So I, I strongly think they're going to rethink it um, and try to uh, be sensible about the design for cooling in mind, for sure. Uh, so like I said, as far as the games, it could, depending on the testing before certification. I, I, well, this is up in the air. I think this is something that um, I don't. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I predicted because when Microsoft announced that the DirectX would be open source for Linux, which was not that long ago, where they announced the full open source library for Linux on it, I mentioned that the PlayStation, since it's based on, you know, I believe it's like BSD Unix or something. I uh, I said, you know, they're probably gonna have a revision eventually. So. Now there is talks of revision. There's patents showing a revision, and they're probably going to take advantage of this in the revision. They probably can't do it on the current unit, um, even with the software patch, because they can't even get the 
unit to run properly with the extended storage, like you said. That, like, but hold on to that. Like, so what you guys are both saying is what it sounds like to me. And this is like a crazy world that we could possibly be living in in, in a year. We're all or two. crazy, man. It happens. Okay. Go for it. So they just launched a PS5, mm-hmm. right? Back in November, that they won't be capable of potentially doing this technology so they'll have to make a new ps5 in order to take advantage of the features which everybody that had just bought a ps5 in the past year will not be able to take advantage of yeah if that was me and i had a ps5 i'd be so peed off i'm just saying i would be upset you know what (laughs) i mean i would be so annoyed well, well they you gotta understand sony does a lot of things that nobody talks about i mean heck they on the base ps4 they said hey we got hdr running that wasn't real hdr they were just telling you that that was simulated that wasn't real hdr be, let's be honest you can only do hdr with hdmi 2.0 the base ps4 has a 1.4 hdmi it was impossible to get that um enabled but you know they sold it that way they told it people that spider-man had hdr on it which was not true they, they don't care they're gonna do what they're gonna do but at the end of the day let's just start from scratch Right now, they do not have Fidelity FX, um, the base uh, core package for the PlayStation. Remember, it was only released for Xbox. Why is that? Why didn't the PlayStation get it? Well, I think I want to say this, though. I think an easier way to answer what Mav is questioning is the fact that the issue with the current PS5 is that the extended storage, it gets too hot. And they did try something with the fans, but they couldn't regulate the fans properly in some of the software patches and whatnot. So the problem is that it can overheat. There's been issues with PS5s overheating and showing scorched marks on the side. Not saying that's a whole bunch of them out there that, that have had this issue, but there are issues out there with this, right? So if they took the current PS5 now through this... Uh, this new technology software patch and patched into the current PS5 that's already having issues with various models out in the wild. It's still going to cause more issues with possibly overheating, shutdowns, and things like that. So the revision with the the six nanometer chip that PK is talking about, uh, better fan control, better airflow. Uh, it's all going to help it be able to take advantage of the technology. Is it fair to the previous owners if this is exactly what happens? No. If they can make it work on the older PS5s, that'd be great. But I honestly, as someone who loves technology, I'm not as thorough as PK, but I don't think, honestly, in my personal opinion, that it'd be possible for PlayStation to put this patch on the current PS5s out there. I think it would cause too many overheating issues or shutdowns or maybe even more scorch marks on the side. Um, they would they would need to actually lower the clock and make it stable at nine. Um, no variable where, clock speeds. Where it's <laughs> where it was supposed to be in the beginning. They only overclocked it, and and it's not overclocked permanent, but it's you know variable because they wanted to uh, lessen the gap between the Series X and the PlayStation. If they just had a stable, then the chip would not run so hot. They would need liquid metal. Like, who heard of this? I I heard they were going to change that, too, probably. 
Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense because if something happens, you need a whole new unit. You cannot switch that CPU out. There is no change. You get a whole new unit. You're done. Yeah. So they have to do regular pace. And, and I mean, it doesn't make sense to spend all the money on liquid cooling anyway, when, and, and I'm sorry, uh, clowns, but I'm, I thought, I'm pretty sure it just has one big old fan that's scooping out the air, but at the yeah, same time, okay. it doesn't have the heat vents and this doesn't make sense for a closed environment. Okay. You right. gotta, you gotta have proper airflow and that's, it's that's got common a, sense. It's got a heat sink that, that a refrigerator yeah. uses. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a monstrous heat sink, but it doesn't have proper airflow. So it doesn't matter about the heat sink right now because the air can't escape properly. It's, yeah. You know, it, it heat you get rises, what I'm saying? Not to the heat side. rises. So, you, if, anyways, I know I'm getting too deep in that, but I, I see where Mav's coming from. I think, I think for sure for this technology, as of right now, this is why the package was only delivered to the Xbox or, or the devs working on the Xbox series consoles is because it's already ready for this scenario versus the PlayStation still got things to work out. Yeah. And I, 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 and I know that it's the most popular console, but you know, it, it does not equate, it does not transfer one-to-one on uh what does it do for you what did the value get you you still stuck with the lower uh uh hard drive space because you can't use the expandable slot you can't there's a lot of things you just can't do right it was just so crazy to me that there's this like feature that's included on the console to expand the storage that is limited right and you got all these games coming out and you know, like there's no way to take care of that, and because yeah. the system gets too hot to handle it, like it's just PSA, like crazy to me that it, people are okay with this. PSA: If your console has the six nanometer chip, it can run it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what that does is it lowers the power draw, and it increases the ability to uh, be a cooler because it doesn't have to run as hot. So that means they don't have to worry about uh, some of the technical issues. And I'd speculate that revision will have um heat vents it will I have think, proper cooling <laughs> i think i think yeah like I, I think best case scenario is is that those people that bought the consoles day one and till now overheats they send it back and they just can they replace the chip and just give it back to them no no not the older ones you have to you get a whole you got to get a whole new unit and we all know sony's warranty is not like microsoft where they give you a built-in one year it's three months buddy and you better get an expand, expanded warranty in yours for sure. Yeah, you for all those people that bought it on those credit cards, you should check with your credit cards on the warranty because sometimes they extend it by a year. Um, Even which, scalpers, you bought it off a of scalper, you're SOL. Yeah, I mean, you could be. Yeah, absolutely, you could be. I, but, I um, just know, I just know that I, my friend, and I'm sorry, cutting you out there, clowns. My friend, he spends. He's not a PlayStation guy, but he spends a lot of money on PlayStation. Okay. He just got money to just throw away. So he spent, he wanted to order like seven games. And he does this all the time. But then they they harassed him, blocked his credit card for buying his their stuff. He calls customer support and they're harassing him about spending money on their stuff. 
he has to prove by birth certificate, driver's license, social security card, then got to show in proof of uh, purchases and all kinds of mayhem. And then all you're doing is spending money on their stuff. And you don't, you, that's, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to, when it comes to this uh, consumer side, when it, you know, on a, on a high level, we could see the PlayStation 5 seems like a lemon. You know, I don't know if you guys play it every day, but I'm sure the people that do run into a lot of issues. I've been lot. trying to buy one the last couple of days. Now I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt, to be honest with you, I would I would Just put wait. your ear to the to the uh, rumors of the revision and see how far out that might be because the revision might be a better bet. You know what I mean? going to market this thing right okay so let's say that the revision is different enough to actually cause some like obvious changes to the average consumer and it's also going to be capable of more things put yourself in sony's shoes right now how do you market that to the public hey we have another cooler new ps5 now. call it a different <laughs> call it a different you know, it's not gonna explode you know Oh, they won't do that. Mid-gen refresh. Yes, it's so. Yes, it is more likely mid-gen refresh. But did I I tell you what, guys? This is what PS5 Slim. (laughs) So the six nanometer chips are already being produced by AMD, but they're currently going into their gaming laptops. So those gaming laptops currently are just as powerful as the Series S. They're the APUs. And they do sell them separately now, or they will be this month. But at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be well, similar to that. I just want to, so, yeah. I just want to say this, man. Like crazy group dude just said in the chat, it's like when PS3 took out backwards compatibility, they always constantly are changing things through different models and revisions, and and that's very true. And a lot of people don't catch on to the stuff that they do. They they really don't catch on to it, but. Um, Xbox, in a sense, is more, you know, with Phil Spencer's visions for Xbox, it's more feature-proof, right? Like, Phil Spencer, when the when the Series X designed, they knew that there would be a lot of heat, and they designed it so the heat rises properly, and I just think that Xbox is in a better position this generation, and I'm not, and I'm no way trying to bash Sony, because I like my PS5, like, I enjoy it, I play it, you know, with the remote um uh pc apps and on my phone and i enjoy it like i enjoy playing some stuff on there i have ps now i enjoy that i mean not as much as the xbox stuff but i still enjoy it so in no way am i bashing it i just think that xbox is this i think this is really the generation where xbox is going to come out ahead also i i i would love to see a feature that playstation has shout out to graphic god um on the Xbox. It's not like they don't have the technology because they've shown they do have the capability. And that's remote play. And what I mean by remote play is not in the sense of remotely playing your console, but allowing your friend to take your controller and help you get past the piece and a game. Not for me, but shout out to Graphic Guy because he's stuck on some uh, situation in Batman Arkham Knight. And I would love to hop in and, and break that game for him because I, I played the crap out of the game so i i would love to see some of those features come over to xbox for that that use case for sure and, and like you said clowns i i mean i enjoy my playstation i only got a ps4 though i don't have 
Um, but I owned every iteration of PlayStation since the very first one, including I had American and Japanese PlayStation one and two. So trust me when I tell you, I, I, I definitely spent enough money in PlayStation land. Um, though, you know, right now I've just been getting their games on PC. So I'm waiting on God of War to come to PC, right? So mainly because it's hard for me to trust Sony at this moment because I don't know if they even support backwards compatibility truly no, or they, not. They believe in generations. I'm just saying it's scary over them streets, bro. Like when I when I, I want to purchase something and keep it in my, you get what I'm saying? Like on Steam, I don't got no worries. I know I can reinstall anytime I get ready. Xbox, got, very similar. Got to wear right rocks, PS4, right? Right, but you know, um I'm, I'm talking about i'm talking about the the original because i ain't played that much of the original um but i don't want to get it on playstation um ps4 i really just wait until they bring in the pc and scoop it up yeah um but yeah um and, and i'm sorry we beat this up but i just wanted you guys to know how exciting that is that means good things are coming that means when your halo infinite drops it will also be able to take advantage of the uh s fs fsr well that way the hardware doesn't have to do the heavy lifting and they can do a lot more things in the background for that type of scenario or or and even could, the fable they can use it for game per they can use it for game preservation so that's that's a good quality to have yes absolutely absolutely um you know not to change the topic abruptly but uh, I want to go to uh, Mama and see if she has anything that she wanted to say or anything that she wanted to bring up because I know we've been talking about this uh, technology for a while. Mama, any Sorry about that, wanna... Mama. Want to talk about Fable? Maybe we'll that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could. I could talk about Fable all day long, you know? <laughs> did, did, um... did... Now, there's one game I'm really looking forward to, and I can't remember the name of it. I saw it last year. Was it last year? It might have been earlier this year. Um, open World RPG by okay. Ob the Obsidian. Oh, about that's the one. Yeah, I'm hoping that we hear more about that. We should we should hear more about that. I think it's been a year. Why not? It's been a fair amount of time. Uh, like I said, progression. They better show so something. Yes, that would be something nice. that's longer than a a dragon. Sound sound like a dragon come out of a cave. They better have a little. They better have what what that hand okay. does after he does his little little thing, you know. And he and just, yeah. You know, we better see that fire Another coming hand. out of his hand. Maybe <laughs> or maybe a fairy coming out and a frog eating. Yeah, it. Oh, come on, let's let's do this. A crowd of frogs. <laughs> I so, just want to see new announcements. That's, yeah, and I'm really excited for it. Even if I don't get updates on those games that were announced last year, for yeah. me, it's like the thing that I always look forward to most, like for E3, is what I don't know. Right? Yeah, the like, surprises. I like the surprises. I like, oh, this new thing I had no idea about yeah. Snap coming to Xbox, and it's going to be insane. You know what I mean? And that's like that's what I live for for E3 because it just adds another little piece. Uh, in my mind that I get to think about daily and get excited about and hyped about and wait for a couple of years for. And if I think we're going to get lots of that. Yeah, especially and, when we haven't heard anything else. 
but we haven't heard much so we don't know too much of what to expect and that's exciting it's exciting it is. yo i just remember we got to talk about sonic anniversary you talk hey. about that in a second. <laughs> what were we? What were we saying, Mav? Oh, I just said, "Hey, happy anniversary, Sonic." Uh, you're not I a Sonic fan, are you? I want to. No, I like Sonic. Sonic's he great. He just turned uh, thirty, man. Y'all better he, give him I some respect. I didn't play. Old. I didn't play. I didn't have a Sega as a kid, so I was a Super Nintendo guy. Oh man, poor guy, man. He was deprived of some <laughs> real good stuff. Oh man, good thing um, we have retro, retro. Uh, right you know what i mean so you know what i want you know you know what my far out hope is and like it could be in the next 10 years is a reimagined four-player co-op of brute force that's what i want brute force you got four characters what's brute force yeah four characters all different types and qualities the video on it i don't think i remember anything oh my gosh it was it was it was it was fun to me you know, I mean, the for for uh, what was that? Two thousand two, two thousand three game. Uh, it was Xbox exclusive. It it just needs to be flushed out and you know re you know obviously redone and you know you got again four player possible co op potential for multiplayer. I mean, it it it, it I think it, it's a it's a it's a diamond in the rough. That's that's uh that's that's my hope in the next ten years. So. Hold on, I I I, I don't was think that I remember asking. So that was a brawler, wasn't it? No, know. no, it was a shooter. It was a shooter. It was a oh, third a third okay. person shooter. It was a third person shooter. There was no. I don't think there was any aim, if I recall. There wasn't really any. And no each, aim. Uh, each <laughs> character had like had like uh, a a specific skill, and the one thing I loved. Oh, what was was it? Rex. Rex was the the giant lizard, uh, hu humanoid lizard. Uh, he could actually, um, if you use his power, regenerate health and actually see everyone in infrared, so you can find everyone. So that was kind of that. You know, it had good, great potential, and that's one of the games that you hear uh, Phil Spencer always say that ah, I don't want to do it for you know, because everyone's asking for it. So, but I hope he uh, hope he comes around. Phil, if you're listening to this, make Midway's dreams come true. I just um, want to see perfect dark. Perfect Dark. <laughs> Perfect Dark is like, you know, that game's been in works for a little while. You know, we could potentially see something because they just like gave us a, a hint of it at the Game Awards, right? Maybe like I'd at least tell us a little bit more about it or something. I do think Ubisoft Connect is going to be partnered with uh, Game Pass after E3. Yeah. I think something around that would be announced. Hmm. I think so too. You know, he's. Wow, before, because I this is gonna lead me to a whole other topic, but I just want to say this real quick before we get into the Sonic 30th anniversary. Um, has anybody on this panel played Biomutant? Not yet. No. I've heard good things though. It's it's awesome. I've heard Midway. better. I've I've heard better things from the players than the people reviewing it. Yeah, don't listen <laughs> to the reviewers. Matt, yeah. have you? Oh, never. But I'm just saying that's yeah. usually usually kind of goes hand in hand sometimes. But then this one is actually like a complete like like sixes, fives, and I'm hearing everyone else is like, this is a lot more fun than than they said. So, so I I put in almost like two days in on this game, 
Uh, I did receive a review code for it, but when I started this game, I had low expectations for Biomutant. I didn't really expect a lot out of it. I wasn't sure it was a 20-man team. But once I got into it, like, once you get into the character creation, it's so in-depth. There's, like, so many different ways you could build your characters, change the fur colors, um, and just different looks to the character, right? But the game reminds me of a mix of so many awesome games. Like, there's, it has, like, light and dark paths in this game, kind of like Fable has light and dark paths, and the choices you make affect your character's aurora and it could affect the ending of the game I'm, I'm not sure how many endings are in the game it might only be two but there's a light ending i'm sure which is what i did and uh, i believe there's a dark ending as well but it's just so cool and it has like the the narrator sounds like the narrator from fable like it reminds me of that and the narrator talks during the whole game you can just let him talk and he'll be like it's a rainy day or he'll be like, "It's a sunny day out there. Have a uh, great day." And he just are they British? Yes. Well, like Faber. Ah. Uh -uh. And he just talks to you as you're playing it's the good. game. Okay. So Hello, from, I mean, have from, a good day. From like different sunny scenes. From, yeah, like from different scenes, you could see like your characters like shivering in the rain sometimes, and you know, I, I it looked like that it had like a good humor with it, and uh, I did hear, I did watch, a, I think it was an IGN review. And the guy was just like, for all it's whatever, it definitely lacks in a lot of areas and everything, whatever. But um, the the one, so I know they said that you can either save villages or kill or, or take over by force. Mm -hmm. And that's what affects your aura. Is that, yeah. is that how it works? Yeah, like the choices that you make. Yeah, like, because in, in the beginning, uh, you get, like, in the very, very beginning, when you start on your path for your first playthrough, you get to choose, like, there's there's more than one tribe, right? But there's, right off the bat, you're met with a tribe of light and a tribe of darkness. So you can choose which tribe you want to align with. And one tribe is all about, like, destruction and destroying things and and letting the weak die and the strong survive and let darkness take over and the light side is That's like terrible yeah the light side is like <laughs> hey save everybody i'm your light person you know <laughs> and it's, it's like they and then every time you make a decision the light and dark characters on your shoulders they fight with each other they're like, oh, are you gonna listen to the light guy again? The light guy's like, oh, shut up, and like takes a shovel, hits the dark. <laughs> so there's a lot of fun with this, right? Like it's just fun. And some of the complaints were that you know the game was like repetitive in certain areas, but but the but here's the thing with this, right? The world is so big and it's so open. By the time you get to the next repetitive area, you kind of enjoy it all over again because it wasn't like repetitive to repetitive to repetitive you're like going around the world it's vibrant it's colorful there's rivers there's toxic uh areas or different um biomes as well like radioactive uh, there's hypoxia there's like all different kinds of stuff that just is really into this game and then there's all these different characters you can meet and do side missions for and then sometimes you'll come across villages that might be destroyed. You can help them out. Or you can just leave them alone. I mean, it's up to you. But, like, it's just, I'm telling you guys, this is a really good game. 
and I beat it and I'm going through New Game Plus now to choose the dark side. I honestly, in my honest opinion about this game, would give it a 9 out of 10. And that I'm being very honest because I played this thing nonstop for like two days straight and I just couldn't put it down. Like It's all I thought about. It's like one of those games, like once you get sucked in, and if you like Fable, you're going to like this game. This is how this what's is. Your, what's your character look like? Uh, he is a commando. You gotta, you gotta, uh, tweet a photo. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll send <laughs> that out. And also, there's a crafting system in this game that's really cool. And I didn't know about the crafting system until I got way late in the game. And by that time, I had acquired so many unique and legendary pieces that I built this gun. It was called like the nail, the super nail shooter or something, nail spiker. And I just go up to enemies and I get like one shot and enemies. It's crazy. It, this gun is so powerful because I hoarded all the crafting supplies this whole time throughout the whole game because I didn't know how to use them. So it's just, it's fun like that, man. It's just, it's so cool. And, and it's, it's got a message in there too about like the environment and the way the world is at the same time, but it's awesome. But I know that you guys probably want to talk about Sonic's 30th anniversary after that Biomutant oh, yeah. speech. So I want to talk about Biomutant. <laughs> do you, well, do you have any questions about it since you haven't played no, it? I, I've been playing it, man. Oh, you are? I've, you haven't? Yeah, I've been playing. I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm not as deep into it as you. I'm going after Jumbo, uh, the Jumbo guy now. Uh, jump, forget it. What are, what are they called? What are the enemies called? Jumbo Fuzz or something? Or something. Jumbo, Jumbo Pop. <laughs> yeah, Jumbo Pop. So I'm in the mech, you know, and I'm on my way there uh, to fight the guy. Is it just single I, player or is it a co-op game? Single player. Canopy. Yeah. Single, player. single player. It's a great game. Uh, once you get past the first... For, so for me, I had a little bit of a different experience. Okay? I love this game. I'm going to just pre- preface everything... Guys were saying, I love this game. It's an amazing game. I, I agree with clowns, um, but I also have some issues with it. With the the prologue. The, the opening is like, it, maybe it's my attention span, but I had the worst time in that prologue where i almost stopped playing the game i just couldn't hand i just couldn't take it because like the narrator was just talking 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 you move forward a few steps talking 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 you move forward a few steps talking 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 you walk into a room they pan to a door to show you that there's a door in the room for no reason instead of just letting you walk in right then like then they take it so like it was this like two hours almost or it felt like two hours maybe it's only 20 minutes but it was that that bad that it made it feel like it was that long right of constantly taking you out of the gameplay experience right so that's just like a negative criticism there that i i would say hey uh, next time you know don't hold my hand so much let me actually walk a little bit and explore and kind of figure things out right um the narrator i turned it off which is awesome that they have the option um, because uh, the narrator is, uh, he annoys me. He just, he just annoys the crap out of me. I can't stand I guess, the guy. I mean, some people do uh, say that, yeah. 
Um, I tried switching it to Japanese, which somebody in my chat had recommended doing, and that was okay. <laughs> and then everybody in my chat was like, turn it to English so I can understand what he's saying. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to hear this freaking guy anymore, you know? So I, I just turned it off. Um, now he still talks for the characters and stuff, which, which is cool. Now, but once you get past that prologue and you get into the openness and you actually get to explore, uh, the game's incredible, like absolutely amazing. All of the, um, it's beautiful too. Like sometimes like you'll just be playing and you'll just like stop because you like have to take in the scenery. You just have to like, okay, wow. The way the sun is like going over that hill right there in the grass and stuff and it's shining on your fur. It just looks amazing, right? So um, there's a lot of things. The guns are awesome. And then my favorite thing about the game um, is the combat. The combat is insane. It's like exceptionally good. Uh, all the different abilities you can unlock. Um, the thing is like criticizing Marvel's Avengers for before and not really feeling like you're getting more powerful. Like this game, you unlock these abilities that completely change the gameplay experience for you, right? You can play with different techniques and styles now because you unlock something new. And that's what RPGs should do. That's what those kind of games should do. So. They just nailed so many aspects of the game. They got to work on a few things, like, you know, it's a small team, right? Like, uh, I think they're given some options based on feedback to help with some of that stuff that I complained about with, with that. And, uh, but if you, if anybody's like me and you're having trouble, like getting through that first hour and you don't judge the game based on that, right? Um, you got to get through that to get to the good stuff for me anyway. Um, and also Clowns DS, um, the character creation was amazing as well. I like that they used like the round uh, slider option to easily uh, quickly change between things instead of like a typical drop down or like uh, moving over like thing, you know, you can just move the stick and just see how it changes your character. Uh, I love that. So, uh, hey, Bob Mutant guys, great job. Um, highly recommend the game. Um, everybody should check it out if you like RPGs. Um, yeah, I was going to check that game out, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. But I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's Maneater on on Game Pass. I didn't I didn't pick this up. And then I, I sat there and clowns. No, I, I sat there and played it for seven hours. And and not only did I beat the game, I completed one thousand one thousand. I enjoyed that <laughs> game. It, insane. So, um, but I did want to try the uh, try that game out for sure. Uh, it was on my radar. Same time when I seen the Tales game and the Christ Christ Tales games as well. I seen the Biomutant, but again, it got pushed back, you know, to this year. So um, I definitely had my eye on it. Um, so I wanted to check it out for sure. Um, I think it'll be in Game Pass in two to three months. What do you think? I'd love it if it was. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, you never know with Microsoft these days. They are putting some bangers in there. I had to use the word bangers. I know a lot of people said stop using bangers. the word. But I want to <laughs> use it, yeah. Um, so, I know that uh, PK is really excited about Sonic's anniversary. And, you know, if he could be any character in the game, he'd probably would be Tails, as I could be Sonic. Um, oh lord! Yeah, yeah. We we had a long conversation the other day about that fighting game 
But, uh, you know what? Since you mentioned that, could you pull? Could, could you show that to everybody so everybody can see? You, you, can you do that? I gave you a link to it, right? The little thing I put together. I don't know if I could bring it up right now. I think it might mess up the Crash OBS. Something. Yeah. Man, that would be awesome. You, you guys would listen. The reason why this is special, of course, one, there's a lot of hints. I don't know if you guys watched the Sonic uh, anniversary uh, stream or nothing, but there were so many hints in that. It was ridiculous, okay? Not only are they detaching Sonic colors from the Wii and bringing it to all consoles, not just bringing it, but improving the frame rate from 30 to 60 and sometimes 120, possibly, um, better uh, better graphic fidelity controls, etc. Adding new stuff to it, um, but it's coming to all consoles. Uh, and what I just learned is not coming to Steam. It's going to Epic. Epic's probably paying for some kind of exclusivity, like they did with Borderlands, and for six months or something. The point is, everybody would get a chance to enjoy it. Um, from the modern Sonic era, colors and generations was the best. So if you didn't get to play colors because you either didn't have it on a Wii U or you know you you just bypassed it for whatever reason or didn't have a Wii U, now you guys get the opportunity. But what's cool is they also showed and hinted the new Sonic game coming in 2022 that Sega accidentally messed up and, and told us what the title was. And it's called uh, Sonic Rangers. But what I think is interesting is next year, 2022, Sonic 2, the movie, drops. Sonic Netflix show drops. And then the new game drops. Talk about Sonic, the actual, that means the hype train is moving, right? Starting with colors. Um, and I think it's a big deal. Sonic is, you know, whether you are Mario, more of a Mario person or not, uh, Sonic has been an icon that's even with, with not so great games has still been able to win people over just for his style and, and, and signature uh, attitude or whatever. Whatever it is, the character itself is amazing that draw people in. Even if his games, some of his games in the past wasn't that great. And I think that's special. And I also think it's special that, you know, you got a lot of uh, passionate fans that are creating uh, fan-made games, you know, shout out to Sega to allow them to do that because Nintendo wouldn't let them do it, um, to show that they really want a really good Sonic game. And some fans recreated it with the Sonic engine. Some fans um, created a fighting game like, uh, like Clowns mentioned. And they're all excellent. You you would not believe, you couldn't tell it's, it's a fan-made game. Like legit, if you look at it, you'd be like, you'd be super impressed. You wouldn't believe it. That's how passionate the fans are with wanting the wanting Sonic to continue to live on in our hearts and and and, and ultimately want Sonic team to sit down and put some time and energy into giving us a proper Sonic game after many years, right? Um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff coming down the road. I know the Sonic teams right now, they about to launch, uh, you know, PSO2 Genesis here 
simultaneously worldwide June 9th, right? So the Sonic team has been working hard, but you know, we starting to see some of the fruits of their labor starting with PSO. So hopefully uh, Sonic also, I, I, if you guys haven't seen it, I encourage you to go watch at least the trailers. I mean, it, it looks great. Um, they did a great job to um, basically, and, and just so you know, the current Sonic Colors is an Xbox One and PS4 version, but the series versions will come shortly after is what they promised. So there will be some enhanced versions of the game to come, of course, smart delivery to uh, give it to us for free for you guys. Of course, I feel bad for Midway because he never got to place any Sonic games, so he don't really have nothing to compare it to. So I, I mean, I, 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 when when 360 had arcade, I bought a couple of the uh, Sonic games, but uh, I guess I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, you know, I was already in my late 20s playing Sonic. You know, just I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that he hit you the way he did because. You know, that's what games are about, and I'm glad that character means so much to you. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't – like I said, I, I think we talked about it the other day, Clowns. I don't know if it's me just being addicted to a drilling or a fast action or, or any of that stuff, but it's something about being able to just run through a stage and have lightning-quick mo movements to navigate through the obstacles without dying. You know what I mean? It's just – something awesome to me you know what i mean it, um it probably keeps you busy to be honest because you're always looking for that next thing real quick and in that game you're always moving super fast so you know what i mean it's like one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing you're not you don't have to focus in particular on one thing so i think that's why a lot of people like sonic that's the challenge of sonic i mean um when i was younger i was really good at sonic games but now that I've gotten older, my hand-eye coordination has gotten worse. So Sonic ends up dead half the time through some of those levels. Trust me, water levels, he dies. I, just... I swear, them games have got harder. Yes, they've gotten older. No, I, I don't ever remember them being that difficult when I was I younger. The, I think the original was the. No, I'm playing it now. <laughs> I can't even get past the second level. I'm like, what's this about? I finished That's this. That's how they made games long back then with difficulty. Right. right like there was yeah. no like that's how they made them replayable that's what we had so i don't think we thought of it like that back then now we're just yeah. used to these experiences that kind of guide you through to the end mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then when yeah. you meet alan's like what am i i'm dying often what's yeah, that? I know, right <laughs> like, I'm what not is this? Dying. <laughs> I'm like, do i suck at video games now all of a sudden yeah no, no that's what i felt like i was like uh, when we were kids too and learned from yeah learned from it and then got better it's just we don't have as much patience as we did back then probably. we really don't <laughs> you can do uh, you can do rewind in the sega collection to their yeah. flemish do they have like a sega collection genius. on xbox though yeah they sure do and I would recommend anybody to get that over just buying the game separately because it has all of them in it. I got it yeah, on Steam. Is it? Is it? On, I don't think it's on the Series X. I think it's on the yes. 360. No, it's. it's I, got, I got a couple. It's on a store right now. I I just seen it. You can go get it right I got now. A, I got a couple. I got a few Sega collections. I think one is Sonic. I got Golden Axe, and I also have a, a Streets of Rage collection yeah. too. So. The one, the one on the store has all three Sonic, Streets of Rage, and 
and a couple other games in it. And do y'all have Sonic Mania? Have y'all played that? I have Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania is great. It's good. It's, 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 it's Sonic, you know. I died on the water level. <laughs> <laughs> so I got yeah, mad at it. Another <laughs> game that is uh, is underrated, and I hope they have a new one come come out sometime soon. Is so- uh, Sonic Sega All Stars Racing? Yes, uh, that was a great you know, game. That's that's great. probably the only game I have not played on it. And I just recently looked at it at a store. Said, is this a Xbox One version, or I've seen a 360 version, but it has to be an Xbox One version. I think transformed into the Xbox One version. So there was a one that came out in on Xbox One that was Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, like transformed. I think is what it's called. And that one, uh, you can like go underwater, you drive, and you also like uh, fly. And then there's the other one that was on 360. Yeah, the one that was on Xbox One could have been on both. I'm not sure though. 100. percent They had two different names, but I never played either one. I I just I just that's just something I I it wasn't intentionally passing up i just out of sight out of mind kind of thing i just forgot that it existed i don't know why but it, it's fun man it's like um, it's a lot of fun i i put it up there like with some of the best car some of the best car racers to be honest like it's it's a lot of fun that's what's up i i, I generally like playing car racers i mean i do have the mario kart um and i did play the uh next the nexus cart I forget what it was called, but they gave us a demo similar to Mario Kart. But yeah. Yes, Pixel, the knife. You can see me on ship one if you get down to do PSO. Are we going to talk about PSO? Anybody yeah, else we, we can, we can finish PSO? up the podcast with PSO. I don't think I don't think Mama or Midway or Mav plays it, neither do I, but I know that it's been hyped up. Um, and there are fans of it. It's real, you know. Fantasy yeah, Star Online uh, too. Got a Fantasy Star on the Dreamcast. Uh, that was a big into Fantasy Star back then. Um, I haven't been playing. You know, it just seems like it, those kind of games always seem like okay. If I play this, I'm not gonna be playing anything else. It's like I'm com- making a commitment for a, a while, and I just I don't play games like that anymore. Really. So uh, the the new Genesis is. So PSO2 came out uh, almost 10 years ago, exclusively in Japan on a PC, 2012. And it released here in the West on Xbox and PC last year. And within the time that has been in the West, they have exponentially made more money in the past year in the West than they have ever in the last nine in Japan. So with that being said, they take that and now they are prioritizing making sure they have simultaneous releases. So the next PSO or uh, Fancy Star Online 2 New Genesis is a, a brand new game, but it does sit on top of the old game because you can transfer your characters back and forth. Um, but the, the thing is, it is upgraded. It uh, as of right now it doesn't have a series patch, but um, if you guys ever try, I don't know if you got a PC. You you, you they do have a you know a little client to do uh, you know a test to see how well your PC does and show you the graphics, et cetera, et cetera. But more importantly, 
it, it is evolved and expanded. Um, you, there's a lot more room for parties, larger than four. Now you can have eight. You can have 32 people fighting in the boss run at one time. I mean, all, all at the end of the day, they have worked very hard to give us a brand new experience with the same things we loved about Fantasy Star in the past. And I think that's special considering that it's, it's not easy to give a refresh to an old IP and keep people wanting to play, right? It's, it's not easy to do that. And I can understand Matt's point of view. The game can be addicting, though I don't think it's as, as bad as like a, uh, like a Black Desert Online or something where you won't got a choice. It's more like a job. You got to go on, you got to farm, and there's nothing you could do. Um, Fantasy Star is not that kind of game. It's more like you could kind of play it however. I mean, I could tell you some of my friends don't even do missions. They literally go in their room and they dress uh, up and have chats. It's uh, What he's saying is NC-17 content. Basically, they, they play the game differently. And, and that's what I'm getting at. So at the end of the day, everyone plays the game how they feel like playing it. And, <laughs> and, and they don't they don't be they don't feel pressured to have to go with the carrot in front of the stick if you get what I'm saying. So, so PK Asa has something in the chat to say. That kind of thing is gross. <laughs> well, I didn't say I do any of that stuff. I'm just saying it happens, okay. It is what it is. It's realistic. This is the real world. They, a lot of people do. People do a lot of weird stuff. Have you been on Steam lately? They literally have a whole catalog for this. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but anyways, I think you guys, if you ever give it a shot, um, for some odd reason, I guess I don't know why, but it's been exclusive to the Xbox console for over a year. And it's also launching on the Xbox console. It is cross-play, so you can play PC and Xbox and go between them. So you can have one account and play on either one. And everything is just fine and dandy. So, you know, you don't have to be stuck on one, one item or the next. Uh, and it, what's weird is in Japan, it runs on the Switch in the cloud. Yes, it is free. Uh, sick. It is free, so that's another thing. No reason not to try a free game. I mean, give it a shot, but yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to suck all the air. Come on, guys. Feedback. Uh, isn't isn't a free-to-play game on Xbox? Is, yeah, it's already on Xbox free-to-play. I'm sorry. Midway, cut out, buddy. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Mama, <laughs> reach over there and fix this headset. <laughs> He's in her basement. He is. He just <laughs> doesn't want to tell anyone. I've got the keys. Oh, my Lord. The key to the cellar. The <laughs> key um, to the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give it a try for sure. I checked out uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 when it came to Xbox because I was excited because I played the Dreamcast one, right? But it just like felt kind of old. And well, I mean, it is an old game. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, 
I would have really enjoyed this six years ago, probably, right? <laughs> but um, uh, I think this one is potential to get its hooks in me. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to play it online, see if I can get some friends together to check it out with me. And, um, we'll, we'll give it a go. You know, I, I loved Fantasy Star back in the day, so. Yeah, I think it's super special, too, the fact that for some odd reason it's only on Xbox and no one's talking about that. The fact that this game, as large as it is, that made all this money is only on Xbox. And I'm going to say two words here. And the reason why people are not focused on it is because PlayStation has Genshin Impact. But Genshin Impact is a mobile game. Mm. That's not a... Yes, you can play it on your phone. Um, I, I, I don't see that as a win. It's, a, it's now, okay that you don't like Genshin Impact, PK. It's okay. Hey, I get it. But if, I just if, it was Blue Pro, if, if it was Blue Protocol, and if you guys don't know what that is, quickly do a Google search. Blue Protocol, that would be different. That would be a whole different conversation. But Genshin Impact, no, you're good. I don't, Gen- like, I don't, I don't like pay-to-win situations. That's terrible. Genshin Impact was banned in Belgium for loot boxes. Yeah, because you pay to win is a gotcha. If you want a special character or super powerful weapon, you got to pay for it. Well, do you know what you're buying ahead of time, though, in the game? No, no. You just got to spend a bunch of money until you get it. If you get it. Well, according to EA, that's not gambling. <laughs> uh, so it's ultimate you know, fantasy. <laughs> you see kind of like a mixed message here, PK. Okay. And, Nothing against, nothing against your Fantasy Star Online 2 fantasies. But for Flemish and Belgium land, it seems like that Fantasy Star Online 2 is okay and they have adult-themed rooms, NC-17+, and that's okay in Belgium. But loot boxes against an impact is not okay. It's a pay-to-win system. I, we talked about this, Klaus. If you want to pay for, uh, you know, was the cosmetics, that doesn't matter. You know, if Halo has cosmetics, Gears has, I don't care what has cosmetics. If you, if you want to spend the money, you don't have to, you don't need it. But if you really think it's cool, it's, that's fine. But if you, if you really need a, a one of a stronger character or weapon or something, and you're buying into this gotcha, to get it, that is kind of like gambling, is it not? To win well, this in, character in or Fantasy item? Star Online 2, can I buy powerful weapons and powerful characters? No. No. What can you buy in the game? You can buy cosmetics. Oh, that's lame. No, no. See, to you and me, it might be lame. But to the other people who play Fantasy Star 2 differently... That's the that's the so true there's game. so there's no <laughs> I wanna I wanna work I wanna I wanna on. work wait I wanna work for my level ups. Wait a minute. So they're selling adult themed costumes and that's okay for people I to was, I won't say that what they do is they get the accessories and all that and then they do some wizardry to make it look adult themed. I don't to know how to explain it. Wizardry? <laughs> yeah, so, so they wizardry. You know, they they go through their customization and then they do a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) 
and then they yeah you know they come out looking that way i i typically standard no but when they come they, back out of the room do they look all disheveled do I see them um, get bedhead? You never know. All I know is that game is unpredictable. <laughs> and and because people will take anything that's supposed to be done right and somehow turn it on its head, right? That's what they do. Oh. I'm not saying I play the game that way. I'm a cast. I just wear armor. I don't care about none of that stuff. But some people do. Some people like to, you know, be uh, how you say blessed in certain areas and come out looking a certain <laughs> kind of way. I mean, that's how they play the game. I, uh, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> people did that in World of Warcraft, right? I guess so. <laughs> oh man, Just you know, blessed in certain always... areas. Please elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you, I don't know you if you ever always, played Soul uh, Calibur before they had started banning people who would, from the creation mode, who would just come out with uh, uh, some extremity off of their body and then and playing Boldo that's doing this to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, right. maybe in the future you can make a video on your channel and explain it to Flamish. He seems interested. Uh, what did, what did he say? Who tell me clowns what you talking about? I'm an expert on WoW. I don't know. He wants to make a uh, some sort of comment on WoW. Uh, no, I was just saying that people Flemish have had, um, how do I say this? Romantic relationships in WoW. Yeah, um, they do that like, on PSO too. Like they do on <laughs> PSO too. So that that's what we're kind of talking about there. But yeah. it it has been like a full two hours, so I don't want to keep you guys longer because I know uh, I, Mama's up late. And she, uh, I'm gonna let her control the social media accounts. I gotta figure out how to do all that. But <laughs> she's gonna take over the realms of some of it. Mama, you and way get on PSO too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to my friend Wugans who will show you the ways of no, the, uh... no, <laughs> avoid him at all costs. Avoid Wugans at all costs. Yeah, I, I'm worried now. Yeah, he's been Introduce Flamish to to the to that side of PSO2. Introduce Flamish to that side. That would be okay. I don't even think... That would be oh, okay. That is as a challenge. Um, I'm good. So I'm gonna start all the way to my right on the panel, all the way over that way. So that would be Mav, aka Fun Speculation. So Matt, where can people find you, man? Hey, uh, fun fun show today, guys. Uh, find me on Twitter at Fun Speculation. Also YouTube, Fun Speculation with Xbox Ultimate Podcast on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, usually fun pop podcast Thursday nights at 10 30 p.m. Eastern. Although we are taking a break. Uh, I got too much going on uh, for E3 stuff. I'm trying to do for the channel and everything uh, with Xbox ultimate and all these other things. So uh, look for fun pop to come back after E3 and we may end up changing the day and time of that. So stay tuned on Twitter for any updates on when that may be. 
but yeah, uh, again, fun times. And also um, on, uh, I think, well, I'll, I'll save that just in case I'm wrong. All right, that's it. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I was like, ah, I don't know if I should. So I'll just. No, I'll just no you can say it, man. No, I, I, no, I, no, I, I, I shouldn't. shouldn't Why? Are we putting you on the spot now? Uh, I don't know if it's official. Oh, come on. Oh, man. You can't not say anything now. <laughs> yeah, it's you can't. Oh, I was going to say it's something, not that but I'm not going to say it just, now. You just can't say that and walk no, away. No, you've got to say now. No, it's nothing big. It's not that serious. I just can't. Oh. I, can't uh, I, I don't want to say something and put my put my words into somebody else's mouth. Have you? Okay. Can can we guess? I'm gonna guess. So it. we guess. Can we play a guessing game? Can we guess? Did you did uh, you did you join or start another podcast on the side? No, I did not. Oh, there was too much yes. pause there. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, you're smiling like three bit. So I know. <laughs> you know, there was a massive pause there. For no, yeah, minutes, that, and then it was like, feeling like every time the three bit smiles, it's actually BS because there's actually nothing for me to be smiling. <laughs> oh, this he is just like, tries to throw us like, off a little bit. It's so small, guys. I just, I just uh, shouldn't say anything unless because I don't know. Well, will we see announcement in the future? It's not even anything that we're getting, <laughs> dude. This is not. This is not a thing. This is not Damn a thing. Damn I was it, just this gonna be a little plug, and I was like, wait, I can't, I can't say uh, because it's not my place. So, oh, I was getting excited, man. I'm well, sorry. I have a bad habit of getting people's uh, excited and then letting them down. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're not listening to Jim Ryan over there, man. Um. Uh-huh. So midway in the PS5. Oops, nope, never mind. Wait, what? No, what? 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 I have PS5. The PS5s. Oh, wait, nope, never mind. Um, (laughs) Sorry. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Flamish says that you're getting sponsored. No, no. I, I, I'm telling you guys, there's nothing here. <laughs> like, there's nothing to even guess. Like, there's nothing here, guys. Um, post your guesses in the comments below after this video post. It's just so small. I, I was going to say... Just... I was just going to say I was going to be a guest on a podcast, but, like, I didn't... It, he hasn't made it official yet because I just I just didn't want to uh, plug it if I was wrong. So that's all. It was just a very small thing. Okay, he doesn't okay. want to do what I've done before, which which is get put on a Twitter post with your handle on it and not not be there. Got you. I got you. Okay. Okay, but <laughs> but I hope whatever it is that you are a guest on that because it would be uh, beneficial. It's always good. I think. Always yeah, because you. I mean, you are. I mean, you're up and coming, man. Like Mav, you are gonna be. You know, it. it, it from the people I talk to uh in the circle of friends that i have uh you are up and coming you're gonna you know you're gonna reach superstardom and you're gonna reach superstardom of the youtube podcast world hey let's i hope so man I, I love talking games and hanging out with people like you guys so um if that means that people like it then that's awesome yeah and avoid those shady rooms on pso2 you might find flash there <laughs> 
Uh, Midway, where where can we find you? Midway Monster. I'm glad to be back uh, doing doing Thursdays. You know, it's been a well a couple weeks, so I'm glad to be back. It's fun. Always always a fun time. Uh, can't wait can't wait for E3. Can't wait for any uh, unheard announcements. Love the crew that we've we've built. Infinite can uh, he can suck it. J Jk Jk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he if he watches this on the repeat, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, everything was good. Everything was fun. <laughs> uh, Mama, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me over Twitter that Mama rocks. And you can find my writing over at mealhorngaming.com. Um, it's been fun. I'm ready for bed now. Yeah. So I'm going to go sleep soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, PK, the most electrifying man in all the land of YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. Flamishes. And where can people find you? Hey, listen, man, stop it before I put the smack down on your candy ass. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I am the most electrified man in these YouTube channels. Definitely the most electrified man in entertainment. Let me just say this. Um, definitely, definitely glad to be back. Thanks, guys, for holding it down. It was rough for me the last few weeks. Man, I was going crazy, stressed out. I had things going on, and I finally got past it, got over that heel, and I'm back. I got some new content, did a rebrand. Yo, definitely check it out. Um, definitely got a lot to say. I'm, I'm just saying, I got a lot to say on this mic, so you guys need to tune in for sure. You don't understand. I got too much to say right now, and I, I can only do it in so many increments, okay? But, yeah, come see me on my channel. Definitely, if you want to holler at me, uh, hit me up on, on my, in my uh, Twitter at PKX Live is down in the uh, description, and you know we we can get some gaming. We can have a good conversation if a show. Um, I love all subjects. I'm a big old nerd. Uh, I, I I got too many hobbies. I'm too embarrassed to talk about. Let's be real. You know when you put that microphone up to your face, somebody cue the music from L O Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out." I'm just telling <laughs> you right there. Like, you know, remember hey, hey. when he grabbed the mic in the ring and he was, like, rapping to it? Yeah. I'm sure somebody... Flamish probably did. Yeah. Probably <laughs> gonna make a, a gif of that or something. Um, So, everybody else out there, you can find me on 4GQTV. Um, and we've been doing interviews still. We just had Derek Robertson on, who is... And I, I gotta get this correct, because he's an awesome guy and he's very talented, he's very creative, but he's the co-creator of happy which was also a tv show he's the co-creator of trans metropolitan uh which he's still working on he's working on legends of the dark knight inc in it and he is co-creator and co-exec producer of the boys on amazon prime which everybody i'm sure is familiar with it's a great show go check out that interview he said a lot of really interesting things of uh, his career and his history he is also known for which has become a cult classic space beaver um <laughs> now it doesn't have an s which 
I initially thought it had <laughs> that and that's because of autocorrect, but it's Space Beaver, and it's a it's like an interesting series about a beaver, and it's very violent, and it's really cool. So I went and got all the past issues. He's also doing another thing called Space Bastards, which you guys should check out. Um, and we're supposed to be rescheduling Terry Mayo, who is doing Buddy, uh, the comic. And we have more interviews coming up on the show that are further out, and they are uh, big interviews as well with more Marvel people, some DC people, um, and some legends in the industry. So working on all that as well. And, uh, you know, hope you guys leave a comment, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Follow everybody on this panel. Tweet at them. And see you guys next time. Bye.